All right, let's go. Another edition of Sunday Pour. Here we are. Thursday night taping. Busy week. And how's it going for you, man? What's going on? Oh, not bad. I got a little uh, last shot bourbon in front of me, handcrafted in, ooh, it's a tongue, tongue twister. <laughs> Scan Italy's New York. Scan Italy's. S K A N E A T E L E S. That is a mouthful. Scan Italy's New York. I never even heard of it. Somewhere upstate. It's a little, uh, it's a little, uh, what do you call it? Uh, distillery. All right. They do their own bourbon, gin. They do like these little mixture thingies. Yeah, that's, that's how it was, but I mean, it's almost gone, so I assume it's okay. Very good. <laughs> Very good. That just got cracked open a couple weeks ago at Mikey Casino. A little cigar action. Final hasn't, four. Hasn't lasted very long at all. Good. That's a good sign. No. Yeah. That's a good sign. All right. So here we are. It's the eve. This is the last night of peace in the house, right? Because you got a dog coming in tomorrow. Yeah, I got a dog coming in late night. And then uh, I get hit with this. I get hit with this earlier. My wife gets home. She goes, you're going to love this one. I'm like, all right, let's go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I just, I get chills. Like whenever I hear this shit, it's like when you get an invitation in the mail and you're like, oh, oh, where do I got to go now? Yeah. It's always handwritten and shit. <laughs> How much is this going to cost me? What weekend am I just crossing off my calendar for this? Yep. Oh, yeah. That's the worst. The schedule. You got to hear scratching off, scratching off a weekend. Uh, so, all right. She goes, now her friend's brother texted her. This is her best friend, maid of honor at our wedding. Her brother texts her and asks her, uh, if she wants to go out to dinner for the friend's birthday tomorrow. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, she, they're, they're asking her, she, he was asking her input for like where to go. Cause they live up a little bit North of us. Okay. Kind of try and find like a middle ground or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. All right. What time? I'm not, not even putting up a fight. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to do the thing I normally do. I'm just like, <laughs> what time? Where we got to go? Try you know again. why? You know why you are is because you have an easy out. Because at a certain time, it's over because you got to go get this dog. Yeah, the problem is it's like 11:30. I got to go get the dog. Oh well, whatever. There's still there's still a uh, there's still a time a time limit on the dinner. So let's make the dinner. there's an expiration to this good time. Yeah, 11:30 is late, but still okay. I do I do like having an out. So this is a case where I do have an out. Yeah. Yeah, the expiration, the expiration is nice on you know, occasions like this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's like, he wants to know what time to make the reservation. I'm like, I, I guess like 7 o'clock, you know what I mean? I don't know how many people are going to be there. I'm like, you know, text your, you know, your friend and see what's going on. So she goes, oh, and by the way, it's a surprise. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday poor curse strikes again. Yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Two days, was it three days after I was going off about surprises? I, I get we roped done. into one. I thought, yeah. we, I thought we were done with curses because, uh, you know, the March Madness was done. I thought we were done for a little while, at least until the playoffs, the NBA playoffs came around. They've just begun it, apparently. Oh, my God. That is the, is the worst one yet. 
And you're focal point. You're a point man for this whole fucking thing. You're set up to surprise. Right. So I got to figure out a way. I, oh, I mean, I, my double, my uh, double surprise. I don't know if it's going to work. <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't pull the double surprise. If it's a dinner reservation. You got to be there, man. You got to be there. 645. You got to pop out of the fucking cake. Said no gifts. Just your yeah, yeah, just a two hundred dollar bar tab. That's all. <laughs> and spending all this time figuring out this fucking party, what you had no no intention of planning until three hours ago. Twenty four hour notice. Um, yeah, this is a ball buster right here, man. And you know, I was gonna come home because I gotta go get the dog tomorrow night, late night. You know what I mean? Dr- driving like twenty minutes away. Mm-hmm. I was gonna come home. I wasn't gonna drink or anything. Now. <laughs> You're throwing me into the lion's den. You're giving me a surprise party. It's like throwing a piece of, uh, you know, rare meat to a lion. Like, there's no way I'm not going to be drunk when I pick this dog up now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just you're out to dinner, number one. Number two, you have to deal with the pain of being at this thing. Uh, you're behind the eight ball as far as drinking. I mean, it's going to happen. There's really no – there's no I'll just take it easy tomorrow night because now you have to drink out of spite too. Drink out of spite, drink yeah. out of necessity, and it's, you know, drink to basically, uh, you know, more as fuel to make it till 1130. And then probably, I don't know, be doing a little drinking when I get home because the dog's not just going to go right to bed. It's, it's not yeah, a fucking. Got to get to know yeah. the dog, have, have a cocktail with him, chat, you know, see how, see how his trip from Arkansas was, that kind of shit. Yeah, Alabama, but yeah, same, same thing. Shit. Traumatic yeah. experience, I'm sure, packing these things in a crate. And then uh, and these fucking other, these fucking other, dog, these other fucking dog people too. I'm not on this email chain from this lady, but she sent out a mass email to all four people that have that are coming from the litter. Oh, so you got all the brothers and sisters together? That's good. Uh, yeah. One one of these jerk offs already responded to the chain email, want to try and get together. Oh, I just no. told my wife, I'm like, shut that shit down. <laughs> They live in like Norwalk, like an hour away. I'm like, shut oh, no. that hey. down. There is no, there is no way I'm hanging out with these people. Sorry, you're a foster child now. You're not going to see your your brothers and sisters anymore. That's Wait, how it don't, is. Don't expect pictures. Get them together. That's. Uh, do you wonder? Do you want people like that? Do they really want to get the dogs together? Or are they just dying for the, a, a human friend of their own? Dying for human, dying for human companionship. Oh, it's them who wants the companionship, not the dog. Yeah, it's they're not thinking about the dog at all. That's why you got to have two dogs. I feel like you either you either got to go uh, zero or two, because you got to have the dogs hang out together, and it avoids you having to get together with like a lot of people. Because the dog, it, when you're not home a lot, if you work, mm-hmm. it gives the dogs like someone to hang out with. Sure. Yeah. And it avoid it avoids you having to hang out with like a lot of people that you really don't want to hang out with. Dog people. Dog parks. Oh, dog parks. Yeah. All right. Dog parks are I don't know. I never really did the dog park thing. Like my dogs when I was growing up, they kind of just kept to themselves and they didn't play well with other dogs. That may <laughs> like been a reflection on me. Fair enough, yeah. You know what I mean? Point like taken. Yep. Yeah, you know. Like my dog at my mother's right now, like he doesn't play with other dogs. <laughs> Just keeps to himself, man. He's very protective. He's a homebody. Like he doesn't want anyone in his yard, and he doesn't want to go hang out with anybody. It's like very human esque. Yeah, know? I kind of like that. A lot of a lot of good traits in there. 
Do you think that uh, shit? I had a question for you, and I just fucking lost it. <laughs> uh, was oh yeah, I know what the question was. It's I never had dogs growing up, so were there always dog parks around? Because I've like only just started noticing them in the past like ten years, but I never had dogs to like do anything with. So I have no idea if that's kind of a new thing. Or uh, I really don't know. I never did the dog parks thing. I'm assuming I'm going to do it with this dog. But uh, I don't know exactly. The writing is on the wall. So when you used to go to dog park, you just bring a ball and a flask, right? I would assume so, yeah. I'll, I'll let you know when I or do at least it, but I'm or, sure. Or at least a flask, yeah. Ball yeah, off. I don't know. Like You got you to gotta watch them because there's other dogs. It's, you know. You don't want your dog to be a dick, but you also got to watch and see if other dogs are dicks. It's it's a a whole thing. Get into a beef with some other owner over some dog stuff. You can't, you know, throw throw (sighs) hands at the dog park. Yeah, you can't have that. You are. You are not looking forward to this at all. (laughs) It depends. You know, you got to – it's it's having to be around people you don't want to be around. So, no, I'm not looking forward to it really. But you got to have your dog socialized too, especially when they're younger. Fair. You're lucky. To, I guess you're kind of lucky to be having this dog in the middle. You know, I know we're getting vaccinated and shit now, but still mid-pandemic. So you have the you have the six foot rule just in general. Yeah, that's nice. I wish I had gotten it a year ago. It would have made more sense, but I didn't know. We'd be, I didn't know we'd still be sitting here. Right. The, the dogs. A year from now. The dogs could socialize. You could be antisocial. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you got to be a little, I mean, you got to be a little careful with the dog, but yeah, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to be one of those dog owners that's like, you know, overbearing. I mean, it's a dog, you know, you got to let, yeah, let him play. Yeah. Let him do his thing. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, my wife has more experience with this, so I, I don't know. I'm going to follow her lead with this. Fair enough. Cause I never really did the whole dog. Like I said, my dogs didn't really socialize with other dogs. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I don't know how, what, to, what to expect. It's like we're going to get together with other people. Obviously, my brother has a dog, you know what I mean? So, like, I don't know exactly. Maniac. Yeah, I mean, my dog's going to be a maniac, too, so I can't talk too much shit yet. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, puppies are just, they're a handful. But, you know. All right, you keep us, uh, keep us abreast on things. Getting the invisible fence, too, which is nice. Oh, yeah. Does that, does that really if you're, work? If you're not Oh, no, it works. I've heard of dogs run right through that, but that's, you know, years and years ago. I mean, they get, they get a warning sign yeah. when they're close to it, like a buzzing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got to just take their lumps, basically. When they come, they get trained. Mm-hmm. They got to get zapped a couple times, and then they learn. You know, I, I, I think with my dogs growing up, maybe once it got through, mm-hmm. um, but nowadays, like with the technology and stuff, like you – you could have like the battery hook uh, sent to your phone on like an app. So, you know, if the battery's a little bit low, like you kind of avoid all the shit that would go wrong back in the day. But if you don't, I mean, you got it. the invisible fence. I know there's some people who are against it, but it's just so convenient, man. Open the door and just let your dog go. Oh yeah. yeah. Perfect. You live and you live on a street. It's not too busy. I mean, you live next to busy streets, but like your the street itself isn't too busy. So you feel a little bit better about, about doing that. Like if you were on a main road, even with the electric fence, I think I would still be a little bit wary about it. It's it's one of those things you just kind of get used to. Yeah, yeah. No, but you're on, yeah, but just where you are is perfect for that too. It's like a nice little neighborhood, so. 
Yeah, because we're going to have it in, all the way in the front, so the dog can go out in the front. A lot of yeah. people don't have it in the front. Like, my mother doesn't have it in the front because it's a little bit of a busier street. Mm-hmm. So I think that is part of it. But our, we don't really have much of a backyard, so we're yeah. going to put it in the front. And, uh, yeah, it's a dead-end street, so that obviously is helpful. As I, had a, I have a friend who uh, he, had a pit, he has a pit bull, and that, that, that guy had, like, the collar on, and he had, like, a button. I mean, uh, he, he, like, he trusted the dog, so he never had it around. But a dog ever flipped out one of the kids or something, he like had that button ready to just like snap in the thing. I don't know what it did to the dog, but that that dog didn't look like anything would stop it. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you do for a pit bull, but I guess that thing worked. That thing seemed uh, it, whatever electric fence has. I would assume that this has like twenty five times the power at least to try and put a pit bull down. So he he has the electric fence or no? He does. I don't know if he had a fence. But he, had but he has a, something to buzz the dog. Well, right. That's more like if he ever goes all full pit bull. You know what I mean? I don't fuck with pit bulls. I, I, I'm not scared of dogs at all, but I don't know. I've heard too many. And most of them are fine. My uncles had pit bulls, you know, that were – they were protective. I, I didn't yeah. go over there when he had them. But, like, yeah. him as the owner, like, he was fine with them. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I don't. I don't mess with pit bulls, and I'm not. I'm the last person to be scared of dogs, but I'm not. I don't fuck with this dog. <laughs> man, I mean, I, I had a healthy respect for him. Tonka. That was a dog's name. I had a, I had a very healthy respect for him. How big would you say? I mean, he, he like he, he would play with like little kids, and which is like insane uh, to do. And I'm saying out loud, make me just feel like an idiot that I let it happen. But I mean, he was. The kids were, I mean, you could like, the kids could ride it. Yeah. And it just looked, it just looked like an athletic dog. It looked like in great shape and it looked, and like it is, you knew if something went haywire and it's mind, it would just, it could, they could do damage to whatever one. Could you have taken the dog? You think? If he was like serious? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. They're fucking ferocious. See, that's scary. I want to be able to know I could take a dog. Yeah, I mean, if he was going... Even if I own the dog, like, and the do- a dog is so loyal, dude. Like, a dog yeah. will rip someone's head off for you. It'll protect you at all costs. But I don't, I don't, I still don't want to feel it. Like, I don't want to own a dog that I think could take me. Yeah. Yeah, if I slipped or something, it, it goes to my throat. I'm toast. I'm done for. Just tearing my face off. Yeah, pit bulls are scary. That's one thing I'm out of my element with. I don't... <laughs> I don't, I don't know much about pit bulls. They look cool. They're badass dogs, man. But yeah, I don't want it's like the Greek was the Greek was like terrified of it. Wouldn't like I don't think he would <laughs> let I don't think he would let his kids around it. So like yeah. that was that was like wow. If, yeah, that's him though. I'm like he's a pussy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I know. I, I really didn't grow up around too many pit bulls. No, I was like my the first one, I think. But they would like, there was a like, later on after a couple of years, like if there was a, a party, they would take the dog out of there because there's, I guess, enough people were uncomfortable with it being around. <laughs> that they, see, I don't want a dog. I don't want a dog like that. Like I don't, I yeah. I, I don't want a dog that's like, yeah, we got to, uh, we have people over and we got to uh, send them two towns over so, just <laughs> so we could have a dinner party yeah. or we could have people over to have a drink. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. I want the worst thing I want my dog to do is you got to worry about him like snatching a piece of pizza out of your 
hand. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's bad enough. Serious offense, but yeah, not not nearly what a pit bull. I, I don't want the worst thing to uh, you know to be a crime scene. Yeah, I don't want a Nicole <laughs> Brown, Ronald Goldman scene because my dog got out in the uh, spare room. Oh, oh, no. Like I can't, you can't, I can't have that. Ah. <laughs> uh. We mentioned people some, love pit bulls. People love them. Yeah, I mean, this dog seems very cool, and yeah, like you said, lo- like any other dog, loyal. And uh, I mean, it grew up like with his oldest kid. Like it grew, like he was a baby with this dog. Yeah. So I assume that they they have a certain bond, and you know, he's protective of that kid. You know, rather than have a reason to be scared of him. But even still, Pro- you just probably know che- probably cheaper than having a gun or an alarm in your house. Having a pit bull. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the upkeep on a dog's expensive, but still, it's cooler than having a gun or an alarm. He probably has all three, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, you can't be too safe these days, I guess. <laughs> uh, we, we touched on something before, and this, is, this wasn't like an idea I had prior, but everything uh, we talked about before, we talked about drinking out of spite. Yes. And I'm just kind of racking my brain a little bit. Um, like, what other... What, what other like spite drinking, because I feel like drinking out of spite, you make some mistakes. Meaning you drink way too much, because it's all because you're just going on the wrong emotion. You're not drinking to have a good time. You're not drinking for. Mm. You're not drinking to be social. You're drinking, not even not even like an angry drunk. Although anger is part of it, but drinking for spite is to kind of stick it to somebody. You're really gonna, you're gonna hurt yourself in the long run. And I'm trying to think like tomorrow. Like tomorrow, you're setting up. You're setting up this uh, this party. That's a that's as good of a spite reason to drink as any as I could think. Yes. I mean that's <laughs> like if we had talked about spite drinking uh, an hour ago, I would not have been like you were roped into a to to a surprise party that you had a plan. That would not have been a thought that crossed my mind. So yours, no, that's yours, way far too elaborate. Yeah, yours is completely unique, and uh, I can't wait to hear the horror stories from uh, tomorrow night. Um, well, I'm probably embellishing it a little bit. Like, we're not really planning it. It's just we're showing up you for the a, reservation. You, they ask you a time, the venue. I mean, how are you not, are you not planning it? It is the two, two of the more important things you're, you have a say in. You at least have a vote. It's more my, it's more my wife doing it. And she's, I, yeah. I actually told, it, I, she didn't listen to our show. She didn't listen to our show last, uh, from uh, earlier in the week. But I was talking to her about it. Yeah. And, like, the fact that she didn't see eye to eye with me, like, I was like, you can't, like, go from going to a dinner and then gearing up for a party. <laughs> She's like, why not? I was just like, we're just not going to agree on this. Yeah. I'll just drop it. Like the plan ahead. At least, like, to know what we're getting ourselves into. On, on the- she is the anti-surprise party, though. I'll give it. She said she doesn't want a surprise party or a party in general. But right. she said she would be able to gear up, which, I don't know, that's mixed signals to me. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want it, but I could, I could, I could, I could do it with the best of them. I could handle it with the best of them, but don't ever do it for me. Although I would kill it, I'd be awesome. <laughs> Good luck, for yeah. You. Oh man, fucking riddle. <laughs> what other? I can't. I, like, what other drinking out of spite? I mean, it's always like being dragged to a party you don't want to go to. I guess that's really the the, the main spite drinking scenario. I um. Honestly, I don't. I don't really have. I I tend to drink for the right reasons. I feel like yeah, I'm not really an angry drinker. Like I, I I'll transition my spite into having a good time. 
That's you know what fair. I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I'm a pretty good drunk as I've gotten older. When I was younger, maybe, I don't know. When you're younger, it's like you lose at beer pong or something and you get hammered and get pissed off. That's not drinking out of spite, though. I'm saying, yeah, like, I'm trying to think of a spite. Okay, going to like, like going to a wedding you don't really want to go to. The opening is kind of trashy open bar. You just take full advantage of open bar, that kind of thing. Uh, Hmm. Yeah, that's more like being pissed that you're at a wedding, though. Is that really spite? Like yeah, spite, you got to be taking it out on somebody. Yeah, spite for being invited to the wedding. So you're just drinking all their booze out of spite. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's, I'm sure there's times where, like, if I was at a party I didn't want to go to, and I'll just hit that cooler just because I want to drink as much of their beer as possible. Oh, I drinking got, somebody else's booze. Now, now you're talking. Well, yeah, so like you're going, you get dragged to a party that you really don't want to go to, and you're just like, well, fuck you guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this party quicker than you ever imagined because I'm going to drink all that shit in there. And you're going <laughs> to be somebody on your third Corona, and I'm going to be fucking – I'm going to be into the backup ones in the basement. I'm just going to take everything that you have. But getting dragged to a party is a good one. Like that's, I think that's like the main one. I mean, I take I take an edible a lot of times before I go to my in-laws for something. Is that like a spite? Is that a spite uh, that's uh, like, something? That's like, that's sick self-medication. That's all okay. that is. That's looking out for yourself and looking out for your in-laws, really. Hunter Thompson said, uh, I forget the exact quote, top of my head, because I, I think the world is better off if I just take the edge off and smoke a joint once in a while. That's yeah, what, that's what you're doing by popping an edible. Like you're just doing everybody else a favor. Like they don't, they don't need you to be, like, an edible doesn't knock you on your ass, you know. Like, like maybe like smoking a blunt to the head would do. I take I take a light edible when I go. Take, it's not like I'm not I'm not like tripping when I'm over there, but I take like the little micro like five yeah. ten milligrams. Yeah, and takes the edge off a little bit, makes you a little more, uh, a little more warm of a guest. Then maybe if you were there, kind of work is on your mind. You know, you're kind of, you know, wondering about when you're going to get the fuck out of there. But you're more amiable if you're on that. So you're self-medicating. You're doing the whole world a favor, really. It is self-medicating. You're right. That's not, a, that's not spite either. Okay. Yeah, See, no, I get fucked up for the right reasons. That's not, well, I know that's the right reason. That's probably, <laughs> as maybe you have a problem, but just for, you know, a different kind of problem. No, no, no. I drink, I drink a lot of their booze, too. It's, I don't know if it's out of spite, but... No, that's family. Whatever they got. That's family. No, when I say drink out of spite, it's really like to stick it to somebody for some reason or another. <laughs> I've come up with like 10 reasons why I drink, and they haven't been spite yet. We'll, no, we'll get there. We'll get there. No, I think it's not a common reason. It doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't. No, I know. No, I can't think of one. That's how uncommon it is. I know. That's why I want to have the conversation. I figured if anybody can pull spite out of their... Uh, toolbox, it's you. They're hmm. drinking toolbox. <laughs> uh, or like, how about how about this? If have you ever been in a situation where you're told not to drink as much, or to, to cool, you know, to kind of slow down, and then you kind of double down and go harder as an fu. Um. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a spite situation. My wife doesn't really give me a hard time about that because she just knows like it's an uphill climb. So she doesn't really. Plus, I'm a pretty good drunk. Like here and there, like I'll do something stupid. But for the most part, I have a pretty good track record. All right. All right. Um, 
See, I remember like one time I was at a bar and I this was this I I got cut off by the bartender. This isn't the time I was with you. This is a different time. <laughs> okay. And like out of spite, I wish I could have sat there, stood there and like drank like 10 more beers in his face. Sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. But A, I couldn't cuz he wouldn't have served me. B, I would never give a place business after that. Yeah. So I went across the street and started ripping shots. It was a little bit of a spite. There you go. That's spite. That's nice. Yeah, there That's you go. Spite. We found it. We got it. <laughs> I remember out of spite for that bartender, I went across the street and started drinking heavier. I mean, I was hammered, but I shouldn't have been cut off. And I started just drinking heavily out of spite to that bartender who I would ne- knew I would never see again. There you go. Yeah, no, that's it. That's spite. Yeah, <laughs> spite's, spite's very irrational. Spite, spite shots. Spite, spite shots. Spite, it wouldn't, I mean, to 99% of people you talk to, they'd be like, you're a fucking idiot. It makes no sense. But if you understand spite, you, you get it. You, you get it. So, yeah, you're, you're uh, there you go. There's your spite, your spite drinking. I had a chip yeah. on my shoulder after that. I had, like, something to it's, prove to myself. You got it. You nailed it. It's proved to the world. That's it. I had to dig deep for that one. I knew yeah. I'd find it. Yep. Yeah, that's... Uh, that, that, that's a good one right there. Oh, being cut off is the worst. It's happened a couple times at bars. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, come on. Then what are we doing? Try to think, like, I don't think I've ever been, I've been kicked out of bars before. I don't think I ever cut out of, cut off, though. Yeah, although, I mean, both are just, although, both are brutal. Although I think I have been cut off, I just don't remember it. So, not that I should have yeah. been, not that I should have been cut off. I just don't remember it. A tomato, tomato. Fair enough. Um, I had a pretty eventful week. Oh yeah, a couple. I went Jeez. to a movie theater for the first time. Whoa, a year and change. What Just, was that uh, like? It was, it was. I highly recommend it. Number one, it was Tuesday night. Um, so it's five dollars a ticket. It was just me and my son went. Been there once, yeah. Five dollars a ticket. And uh, it was there was only seven people in the th- seven other people in the theater, so nine people total. Nobody, Oof. nobody anywhere near us. It was fucking great. Highly recommend trying it. Giving it a shot. What, what did you see? Uh, we saw King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh yeah, okay. Which I mean, not I'm not recommending the movie, but great movie to see in the theater. Just loud monsters ripping each other apart. You know, can't go wrong. So it was cool for, I mean, for what it was, that's exactly what I was hoping it would be. Are there, are there any humans in that movie? Yeah, Kyle Chandler's in it. Kyle, uh, oh, okay, the coach uh, Rayburn. Yep, um, the commissioner, uh, is a commissioner? It just it appears out of nowhere, commissioner from The Wire. Um, Burrell? No, oh, shit, one of the Not guys. Not Bunny Colvin. I forget the I forget the cops' names. Hang on, I'll get them for you. Um, What's it called? Kong versus Godzilla. King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. Um, so some, your son was into it. He really wanted to see this. Uh no, but I was just I had been talking about like seeing a movie, and it was a spring break, and like like yeah, this is a good good week to go see a movie. And I was either this or I don't even know what else is out. But there's nothing, nothing else really out. I was like, yeah. I was like, would you be scared if you saw this? Because this, you know, it's kind of a PG-13, is it? Yeah, and it was fine. I mean, like it was, it's, it's not as scary as like Jurassic Park 
was. Like I saw Jurassic Park in the theater when I was 12. Uh-huh. And like it has moments, but that's got more. It's, it's more of like um, suspense. Thank you. Yeah, suspense than than this. This is just they're throwing two CGI monsters into a cage, basically. And watch so, so apparently there was a film original original film from 1962, King Kong vs. Godzilla. Nice, cool. And I had no idea about that. All right. Um, so Kong and Godzilla have had movies recently, right? Like solo, solo ventures. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly the whole stories behind them, but yeah. Actually, I actually have King Kong from nineteen. I think I have both of them. One from like nineteen thirty-three and one from nineteen fifty-three on my DVR. Wow. All right. I, I got to get around to it. So what's like? What's the? Uh, <laughs> why I want to know why they're fighting. Um, because I need, I need some storyline. The the whole the whole reason they fight and look, there's a lot of bad decisions by humans along the way here to kind of make this possible. Um, but the basic basically the two alpha monsters can't exist. So if they're both out in the wild, they're gonna find each other and attack. That's basically it. So <laughs> I, 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 it sounds like toxic masculinity to me. It's a lot of toxic masculinity, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the way they get to it. I go to, to see each other. So stupid. I mean, it's like, uh, and also there's like a whole middle earth thing where King Kong is from originally and there's monsters, you know, at the core of the earth, basically Mm -hmm. to go down there. Like, yeah, there's like a whole scene of them, of the humans following King Kong to middle earth, which had been only been attempted once by a human being and the guy and, and it crushed this one guy so now the second time they're trying it it's three ships three of these special ships designed for it apparently they're just gonna they're just gonna follow king kong who who by the way can speak some sign language uh so it's gonna king f- kong can oh yeah it's again there's <laughs> a lot it's none of it's none of it makes any sense like try and make talking about it I feel dumber as I'm explaining this to you because the whole reason is to watch these two guys fight, right? But right, you know, so they, so there's it's these three ships, which on one of these ships is a nine-year-old girl. It's like this is like the most dangerous mission in the history of man, and they threw her. In, they just threw her in there. All right, let's go. I mean, it's so <laughs> so stupid. Um, and they didn't really, and I forget why they even wanted to get to the center of the earth, but that King Kong was in a, con- a confined area, like his own, like specially built world. And he was that have- the original, the original plot of King Kong. Isn't he like a circus freak or something? Yeah. But they have him like in this gigantic dome, like made to feel like the Amazon or some shit. I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if he was ever a circus freak <laughs> or if people Paid money. To I forget what the originals one because there's it's been remade so many times, so many right? Times, yeah, Jack yeah. Black one from like 20 years ago, and then oh, the yeah. Jessica Lange one from the 70s. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm not up to speed on this. Is the first monster movie I've seen in a theater, like a legit monster movie I've seen in a theater. Good, okay. And I'm, I'm so glad I didn't watch an HBO Max just because it's so much better on a big screen and it's loud as hell. Like my son leaned over at one point and was like. The seat is shaking. It's so loud. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I might. I don't know. Now I kind of, I might have to swatch it now. It's on HBO Max. It is, yeah, it is. Like for a limited time. And then now, now it's spoiling. Now it's spoiling too much. But is there a clear winner at the end of this, or is this like they're like richer uh, for the experience at the end? Uh, how about is it both? Both. There's a clear winner, but they're also richer for the experience. Wow. Also, some lessons learned. Oh, okay, so it's like wrestling. They shake hands at the end. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's this movie's all over the place, man. It's like it, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels. It is. It is mindless popcorn entertainment. So if that's if you if you want to watch a movie and not have to think, throw it on, man. It's worth the two hours just for that. It's possible. It's possible. I get to it. It's not. Yeah. It's not. In, do you need to have any background? Well, no. you probably you haven't seen any of the no, other. None. They, they throw you right into it. There's no. They they talk a little bit about it here and there, whatever. Like the history of Godzilla, the history of King Kong, and that. But they, it's not a movie that you have to put any sort of thought into. Uh, clearly, the writers didn't put too much thought into it. So, why should you, the viewer? So I'm pretty sure the premise of Kong, like I said, it was some sort. He was some sort of like circus act or freak, and he gets loose or whatever. All What's right. the story behind Godzilla that no, terrorizes Japan? I have no idea. I have no idea. He's like a super he, monster, and he can shoot lasers out of his mouth or some shit. As wow. You, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's a, Yeah, it's a serious fight, man. They battle a couple times. That's That's... Did the original Godzilla shoot lasers? No idea. Unless, no does Godzilla idea. live in the water? Uh, yes. So he has gills. It's like a fish. Yeah, the first fight is at sea. Yeah. I oh, that's he, home field advantage right there for Godzilla. Well, just so kind of tune in and see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's like basically three rounds. So Nice. And plus, right. and plus some other action. Yeah, I would imagine like the stuff with the humans is like kind of a, it's kind of like a buffer. Yeah, it's just like I said, it's intermission. Just, it's just to make stupid decisions to, and also it's also to, like there's a little deaf girl in it that has a connection with King Kong, so it's had a little heart to the thing, you know. So the human, the adult humans, are they villains, kind of? Uh, well, yeah, there's one clear adult villain. There's like two. They're on the same team. They're both, you know, working for the same company, basically. Yeah, I feel like when you have these type of movies, you gotta have yeah. the adult villain. I I will say, um, the the human villains, eh? They take them or leave them. There's one. I mean, the it's. Do you know who? Uh, I forgot. I don't know how to pronounce her first name. Isa Gonzalez. She was in Isa Gonzalez. Yeah, E I Z A. She was in like Baby Driver and. Uh, what else is she in? Um, but she's gorgeous, though. But she was that's like she was one of the bad guys. She was the bad guy's daughter. Oh, okay. So that was nice having her around. I got to pick up her up. I don't know her. Now you do. I don't think. You're welcome. We all check. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't a bad. It was not a bad introduction. I'm tight. I don't. No. I, I assume. <laughs> I assume Google doesn't let you down there. No. No. Well, Wikipedia action. <laughs> uh, and then uh and then this other dude oh never mind it's not the guy i was thinking of what's his face skarsgård yeah i think his brother is the more famous one but yeah 
his father, I think, is the famous one. Oh, his father is uh, – yeah, his father's what's his name? John Ellis. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I knew I knew that name from somewhere. Okay, so it's a, not not too many people I know in this. Movie. Oh, the girl, the girl from Stranger Things is in it. She's Kyle Chandler's daughter. I never saw Stranger Things. Uh, she's pretty. She's relatively famous. Uh, You've seen Stranger Things? A couple seasons of it. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those shows I heard everyone talking about it. So I was like, I'm not watching it. Yeah, it was okay. I think the first. I did, oh, I did was, fall. I did fall into the Ozark trap though, which was okay. Okay, I didn't see. I haven't but, seen Ozarks yet. The first season of Stranger, of Stranger Things was good, and the second, I kind of it wasn't. I don't know. Didn't have it for me, and I haven't watched anything else after that. So, I know I'm in the minority, and I'm like a dinosaur in this one. But I, I like the. Uh, I don't really love the whole seasons getting released at at a time. I like having to earn it once a week. I I agree with you. It's it is a daunting task when they when they release 10 episodes at a time and you're like, mm-hmm. all right, now I got to find 10 hours to watch this shit. It's really daunting. So it's once a week. Like, all right, an hour a week, I can do that. Even if it's a shitty show, it's like an hour a week. Who cares? Right. Yeah. But like, I don't, but, I don't mind watching a shittier show. Like shameless wasn't good for years, but I was like, all right, I'll put it on like a Monday night or sorry, Tuesday night. Who cares? You, you were there to, you know, this chair, Kevin and lip the, Debbie. Yeah, I've watched worse shows than Shameless, but it's once a week. So I watched that. Uh, what was this show on HBO? The one that no one knows what it was about. Uh, John from Cincinnati. No, I did not get around to John from Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm not even sure HBO Max has John from Cincinnati. Uh, I can't remember who it was. It had racial undertones. It was had a sci-fi element to it. I already forgot it. It was SNL did a skit about it, about how people were like talking about how awesome it was, but no one could explain what it was about. Oh yeah, and we, we, and yeah. we watched it. Uh, Lovecraft Country, right? County right. Country. Yep. We watched that once a week. No idea what it was about. Pretty sure it wasn't a good show, but people thought it was brilliant. But it was once a week, so who cares? If that show got released, and I had to watch twelve episodes, you know, at a at a clip. There's no way I watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because if you put that first one on, you're just, you feel like you're signing up for it. If you're watching it week to week, I don't feel attached to it as much. I feel like, oh, look, if it falls into my life, into my life yeah. I'll watch it. But otherwise, you know, go fuck yourself. So either be good and I'll keep But if I'm like, okay, I'm going to put this one on now. But then like, after that, we have 11 more to go. I'm like, oh. Shit, like, like, like this show fucking sucks. I got eleven more to go. But if yeah. it's once a week, it's like once a week. It's like I don't even remember what yeah. happened last week. Who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah. And Less the of a commitment. The guy from the wire in this Kong movie was Daniels, Lieutenant. Daniels. Oh, Lieutenant Daniels. Yeah. So, and he just he came out of nowhere. There's the one guy I didn't know was in it, and then all of a sudden, just like he's like in some, he's some commander someplace. Does he still <laughs> look the same? Same, exactly. I knew, I knew he's the type of guy who looks the same. <laughs> and I just, I'm like, again, there's like seven people in the theater, and like they, all of a sudden he shows up, and I just, I just laugh out loud. Like, what? <sighs> Daniels, it's great. Oh, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, good, good to be back in the theater. Just got a gigantic popcorn. Uh, I had let my son pick a candy. Went, uh, he went watermelon, sour patch. So okay, good pick. Yeah, not bad. 
that's a pretty professional pick. I taught him well. And then I got yeah, snow, I think we, I, we've talked about this. And I got snow right. caps because I got well, yeah. I guess I got snow caps based off our conversation. Did you put him in with the popcorn? I did. Yeah. Was it good? It was. My son was. A you got like the biggest popcorn you could find. Oh yeah. You have to, right? Yeah, it's it's like three dollars or five dollars or seven dollars more. I have no idea, but you have to get the biggest one. Extra butter on top? Do they ask you that anymore or no? Uh, they don't ask. The person in front of me did, but I know this. I know this uh, place. The butter they put on is perfect. <laughs> you don't need extra. All right. So you had to uh, buy these tickets in advance. You didn't have to, but I did. And the best part about that is, if you go online, it tells you how many seats are left so like i want like there's a chance of me going to the eight o'clock show i was trying to go to the 715 show and the 715 had 50 seats left and the eight o'clock had 38 seats left so i'm thinking that it's 50 max in the theater yeah probably so there's already 12 seats gone for the eight so i i, I mean i end up having less people in my theater than i, I would have if i stayed so i figured a few more people would probably bought tickets uh to the eight o'clock if i'd went Maybe get half the theater full, or twenty-five mm. people, something like that. So, yeah, where I'd I'd give it a shot for sure. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah, well, good to see the theaters coming back. Got to keep those places around. Got not, not one cough, not one sneeze the entire time from anybody. No, nah, people, you got to keep your guard up, man. Well, public well, can't be doing that. Well-behaved group. Were you in the back row? No, we were center. Center, uh, middle, back, center. All right. I would try and get back row only because I don't want people like coughing behind yeah. me. There was people back there already. Yeah. So. Yep. Two, yeah, three couples and one dude by himself. Good for that guy. Yeah. Just going to five dollar Tuesday night. Why not? He wanted a little Kong Godzilla action, man. I love it. It's he great. May have been waiting. May have been waiting a long time. How long has it been out for? A week or two. I think. Uh, yeah. I didn't but even realize. It's just, it's just one of those movies that, like, you know, when Christopher and Sopranos is like, I just get high off that candy and popcorn carpet smell, whatever he says. Yeah. He loves movies. Like, that's just one of those movies, man. It's not a good movie, but it's like, that's why movies are great. <laughs> you know, the experience. Chris, of Chris, Christopher also used to get diarrhea from the smell of, smell of money. <laughs> from the smell of paper money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it kind of lacks the kind of the kind of the laxatives, right? Right, of course. <laughs> Which is odd because I, yeah, I thought opioids are cause like some serious constipation too. I thought if you were an opioid addict, you got constipation. Is cocaine an opioid? Oh, I thought because he did he was a heroin addict too. That's a good point. Cocaine, I, I don't think so. So if you're constipated, you should do cocaine. And if you're right, so if you're if you're all fucked up on heroin and can't shit, do a couple of lines of coke. <laughs> there you go. Well, he got constipated. He got diarrhea because they cut cocaine with laxatives. Oh, okay. I got. It. Oh, right, right, right. But I don't. Right. Th- I don't think cocaine. Unless you're doing like the Keith Richards cocaine, you're probably your shit is being cut with like everything. Disc- yeah, every powder and yeah, you name it. Yeah, I don't think it's classified as an opioid though. Opioids are like fentanyl, heroin, oxy, yeah. oxycodone, and all those all the pills that Procter Gamble and or not Procter Gamble, uh, 
like Pfizer and uh, was the big one. Who the fucking Purdue, like those motherfuckers. Oh, okay. But they, but they, but they were sending the doctors prescribed for the past 40 years or 50 years, whatever. <laughs> those are all opioids. So heroin and, uh, you know, oh, and opium. Obviously, opium's an opioid. <laughs> yeah. There's no coming back from heroin. Doesn't seem like it. It's a tough one, man. I just once uh, you start once you start shooting it. Yeah, it's a slippery slope. The thing is with uh, with heroin is like you go to treatment, you get your treatment, you're you know you you're a recovering addict at that point, and you come back, you're clean after a month or whatever. You come yeah. back and then you start chipping, and you go back and you do like the same amount that you were doing before you went into recovery, and your yeah. body's not just not equipped to handle what it was handling you know, a couple months ago. OD and that's it. It's always that first dose back after uh, being clean for a little bit. I get you. Right, right. Can't can't overdo it. You got to yeah. dip your toe back in if you're gonna. I mean, just don't. No, no, no. That's the wrong advice to well, give. Well, no, all right, you shouldn't do it. But if <laughs> if you're gonna fall off the wagon, just do a little bit. We're not a we're not a pro relapse podcast, Dan. We're not. I'm just saying. You're gonna do it if you're doing. If the if there was a responsible way to relapse, it would be do like a fraction of what you were doing at the height of your heroin powers. Right. You got to start slow, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a problem. The thing is, like, a lot of the people who are addicted to heroin now, like, who just, like, recently got, became addicted to heroin, they started, yeah. all, like, the prescription drugs. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, now they, now they do whatever shit they can get in some fucking back It's the alley. walking dead down in the basement. I see it every day. It's oh, the walking man. dead. You've seen some of these videos of people, like, on buses or, I mean, yeah, you see it right across took the street. The bus, took the bus today. Would you see people like actually like nodding off in buses and shit? I guess seen videos, man, of people just kind of toppling over on a bus. Oh, I, I a park bench or something. I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm exaggerating by saying this, but I, I literally see it every day. Yeah, yeah, right, by, right by you. I mean, it's it's a strange part of the world. I mean, there's people, <laughs> there's people who are like walking right towards you, man, and like you got to just like. If you kept walk, like you know, you got to make a decision. Somebody's got to tail off and yeah. move up. Yeah, like that person would would walk right into you if you weren't the one to step aside. Yeah, like do you just tell them the way they're walking, man? It's it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. I don't think I'm exaggerating by seeing saying I see heroin addicts every day. Yeah, and there's bus think- stops everywhere in New Haven. It's yeah, it's crazy. I don't think you are because if you ever walk down there on any day, it's just a whole different world when you get to the green. Oh, it's, yeah. un, it's so oh, strange, yeah. you know, because you're, you're down there like by, uh, I don't know, there's like a little, it's not, it's not a little, there's like a big market down there, right? And then there's like a couple of sneaker places, a tattoo place, right? Dunkin' Donuts and stuff, like a regular little city. Yeah, oh yeah. And then it's like, okay, and then you walk over like a, like just that half a block and it's, it is a weird community of people over there that is, you, it's, they're, it's, they're up to, yeah. up, up to no good. I mean, they're not. Now, like, I'm sure there's some criminals in the in the bunch, but up to no good, like, for themselves, I mean. Like, it's just, uh. Some shady, some shady dealings. Yeah. Some shady characters. Yeah. Look for some nodders tomorrow, all right? Would you, for us? I will. Right. I'll make a note 
uh, tomorrow, you know, how many uh, potential addicts oh. I, I run into. Okay. All right. When you park. Yeah. Um, you, you don't really pass it. You, you don't cross the green, right? Like you told me where you parked before, but I can't really, I can't yeah. picture it in relation to where your office is. Oh yeah, no, I don't. I don't walk through the green. I mean, I I'm, I work right across from the green, but I don't yeah. like have to cross through it or anything. Right. So you just you kind of come on your own on your own side of the block. Right? Own side of the okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I would uh, imagine. I would imagine crossing through the green at eight o'clock in the morning would be like this: watching the zombies come to life. <laughs> it is, man. Everyone, whenever anyone asks me. About it down there, I say Walking Dead. That's the only, and I've never even seen an episode of Walking Dead, but I know, I know that's, I know that's what it is, man. It's just, uh, it's some people are in some rough shape out there. Yeah. So, well, some worse than others. Yeah, and getting, and and some are getting worse than the ones that are the worst. So. Yeah, I mean, at least once a week you see an ambulance. Yeah. Shit. That's yep. depressing. Oh. oh, and I went to the Basketball Hall of Fame yesterday. If I, that's a smooth segue right there. Well, I was telling you, oh. we went to the Basketball Hall of Fame yesterday. Took the day what off. Did you, I never, I never been. Have you? Have you? Uh, your first time, or I've been there since I don't know, nineteen ninety something, nineteen ninety five or six. Who knows? So a few inductions since you've been there. Yeah, few. Yeah. Yep. It was cool, man. I mean, it's weird, but the best part about it is there's a they have a court just in the middle of the whole thing. Like it, yeah. is, it is just one big circle. It's like three floors. You kind of do your lap around. You, oh yeah, it's, right. it's shaped like a basketball, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah. And then the last stop is like the bottom floor, and it's just it's a full court, and uh, there's baskets all around. A couple of peach baskets mixed in there, and like one that looks like that it's you know from playground. Uh, one looks like it's from a high school gym, you know. And then full court, like regular hoops and stuff. And then you can just go and shoot around. And then there's like three you could dunk on. There's three for little kids. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I got to get there at some point. It's really close. Yeah, it's worth a little day trip. Then you stop and get a burger at uh, Plan B Burger, a little tavern, a little tavern next there. It's, you know. Make a oh, it's nice. There's a Plan B next to there? Yeah. I don't think I've ever been to a Plan B. Yeah, they're okay. And then you, shoot, then you go right up to Holyoke and make a, make a pickup and head back home. Oh, the, is that where you went? Yeah. All <laughs> not, right. not, nice. not yesterday. Not yesterday, I didn't, but. Oh, okay. Because there was one I went to by there. I don't think it was Holyoke, though. That was like one of the, the only times. That was how I knew what the Hall of Fame looked like. I don't think I had ever seen it from oh, really? the uh, road. Yeah, you can see it right from the highway, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. You see the giant basketball in the sky. Giant yeah. basketball, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was cool. All right. Yeah, I got to get there at some point. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's worth a nice little trip. Yeah, I mean it's it's the closest one by far to where we are, at least. Yeah, Cooperstown's a hike, and Cooperstown is the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I know, not easy to get to. Yeah, nothing. Football's around. in Ohio. Yeah, probably not going. Well, you go to Ohio because you see the Football Hall of Fame and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is pretty cool. That's are they the close though? Are Cleveland and Canton close? Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. Good question. That's a good Google. Cleveland to Canton. You wouldn't do it the same day anyway, but yeah. Ah, it's only an hour. Oh, all right, yeah. If you're in Ohio, you might as well. Just the Akron's right in the middle. 
stop and see where LeBron is from. You see all the yeah, that's not bad. You see all the markings in the ground when they burned his jersey the first time. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, did you see uh, A Rod and J Lo called it quits? Yeah, I'm really shocked he didn't open with that, to be honest with you. But yeah, I saw him. I saw his ridiculous Instagram story. Oh gosh, come on! How's that? How is that? I just don't. I don't know. Forty-five years old. <laughs> Forty-five fucking years old, man. What a loser he is. <laughs> Yeah, J Lo's one of the hottest women in the past like fifty years, and yeah, you said a nice couple years with her, man. Like wasn't gonna last. You, she is out of your league. Like you're both, you're both egomaniac douchebags. Yeah, she's way out of your league, bro. As is every woman he's probably he's ever been with out of his league, basically. Because if he was just a relatively good looking guy with no, yeah, with about one hundred twenty five million dollar contract, whatever he had. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure he's getting uh, JLo's number. Yeah, she she is out of his league. I think Mad Dog put it best. He was talking with Stern earlier this week, or maybe it was last week, and he said that she. He said uh, he needs her more than she needs him. Yeah, that's for sure. Dog hit the nail on the head, for sure. She's gonna do. Just you know fine. I mean, JLo's gonna be just fine. JLo's yeah. here to stay. Yeah. Whereas A Rod, you know. Sunday Night Baseball by the Timberwolves. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. The Minnesota skank. He's going to be I like, am inter- uh, I am interested to see how they both rebound. Like, I want to see where they go from here. Oh, he's going younger and probably, yeah. probably unknown. I'd be surprised if A-Rod ever dates another famous person. And that's not because – He can't top. He can't top J-Lo. I'm not sure it's because he doesn't want to. I, what famous person is going to go near him? You never – I mean, J-Lo oh, did. Yeah. And, uh, that made no sense. And, and it doesn't make sense because, I mean, J- how did J-Lo not know he's a scumbag? Like, <laughs> and it came out – and this is like, obviously, I think – I don't know if these are rumors. I don't want to be TMZ, but, like, she kind of called him cheating, I think. There was speculation out there. Okay. But the speculation had been out there for a while now that he was screwing around. I mean, since but like he's first, A-Rod. Since his, like, since his first wife has been out there. Right. Since he was in Toronto, you know, wearing a Yankee hat uh, in strip clubs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. guy was married walking around with a Yankee hat on Number with three. a stripper he was banging. Yeah. I mean, that's how stupid this guy is. That's how starved this guy is for attention. Not even the number 13 jersey, like, uh, official. Like, the number 13 jersey has his name stitched in the back. There's, like, grass stains on it from playing that night. <laughs> Taking selfies himself, yeah. Posting yeah. his Facebook, yeah. He's a fucking loser. He's uh, he's a little too much to take. Yeah, yeah, and she'll she'll rebound. I don't know if she, she probably won't do anybody famous either. It'd probably be like some twenty-two-year-old backup dancer or something. I think her first husband may have been a backup dancer. Wasn't she a backup dancer? <laughs> Is that how she got kind of noticed? Yeah, in Living Color. Is that right? I think right. she was. I think she started in Living Color. All right. But I think she, uh, Chris something, one of her husbands was a dancer in her crew. I don't know. There you she go. She doesn't have great taste in men. I mean, Ben Affleck. Like, I feel like, no, I feel when you're J-Lo, who is in your league. Good point. But. I could think of a couple know, of I, podcast hosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
if you really want to slum it, if you really want to stick it to A-Rod, <laughs> a couple of Yankee fans that despise him. That would, re- that would really grind his gears. Uh, <laughs> but who – I mean, who – I don't even know. Like Bradley Cooper? Booked. Taken. Is, is he? Is he with uh, – Yeah. Is he, he with – He's just a model. Uh, uh, no, he's not with her anymore. Oh. It's officially TMZ now. We're officially so. the TMZ. <laughs> he was linked. He was linked to the chick Affleck was dating, but he had a he had a he had a uh, he had a uh, baby with a model Cooper. All right. I hated, I hated when he was linked with Lady Gaga. That was the most ridiculous thing. Because I love Lady Gaga. I really do. <laughs> no, I. I I, I love Lady Gaga. I, I, I actually like her music, and I, like, I listen to some of her songs. But, like, if we're being honest, like, he is kind of out of Lady Gaga's league. Uh, I don't know, man. She is, when she yeah, but, like, all due respect, though, and I, like, Lady Gaga's attractive. I don't want to shit on Lady Gaga. When she takes all like, shit off, she's gorgeous, man. And she's Italian. So she's, I, know, I know, but, like, when you're Bradley she's, Cooper. She's out of his league. Well, when right, you're Bradley Cooper. Well, you're banging models, though. Like that's uh, listen. You're opening up the swimsuit, yeah, but, you know, and you're picking your your. You know what I mean? You're picking a chick out of there. Lady Gaga has more talent in her little pinky than all those all those broads combined, and that talent goes a long way. It does. Now, that's why someone like again, us likes repeat, her, though. Do I have to repeat that she's Italian? Like she's fucking Italian. Like she's out of his league. Cooper. God, it's a different world, though. Name for is Bradley Cooper. Bradley. It's a different world, though, for guys like that. They don't give it. He doesn't give a shit that she's talented. He probably wants some model who's just gonna stay home. He's probably threatened by models the fact don't, that models don't stay home. They they travel the world and like model. Yeah, but not <laughs> like not the way like a rock star like Lady Gaga does. Uh, I don't know. I think the talent goes a long way to be in like within somebody's league and that on that level. I th- again, with average Joes like us, I think it does. Because part of Lady Gaga's appeal is, like, her confidence. She just lets it all hang out out there. I don't know if that confidence translates when you're a huge movie star. Like, I'm sure it's somewhat attractive, but, like, not when you could have any model you want. Man. I'm not sh- Listen, I love Lady Gaga. I'm just saying. Here's the thing. If like he got with Lady Gaga and he broke up with her, I'd fucking have to kill the guy to defend her honor. It just wouldn't work. I didn't buy. It. I didn't like when people were like rooting for it. I'm like, it's a movie. You guys gotta. You make fun of wrestling fans for getting sucked into yeah. story, right? <laughs> and you guys are rooting for Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Like, relax. Didn't work out in the movie. I don't know what they're rooting for. It did not work out. No. Nah. Guy went to the barn and that was it. Come on. Took some opioids. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> he went. See, he went. He did. He went from being sober, and he went back to as much as he was doing before, and then some. Went out with a bang. Yeah. yeah. Wait, was it a bang or was it a knot? It was a knot. All right. Yeah. Well, it's morbid. Well, with that, had to be done. A little TMZ section of uh, Sunday Pour for you. 
<laughs> you, got, you got anything else? <laughs> I think that I think that'll do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. You have any pictures of like Jason Sudeikis in a mask at the airport or something that we need to see? No, 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 not yet, <laughs> not yet. We're still we're still working on that. You know what I mean? All right. I think we'll, we'll 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 go out on the A Rod playing Coldplay. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I was trying to figure out who it was. It was Coldplay. <laughs> I think I saw on Coldplay. I, I think I saw on Twitter someone say it was Coldplay. Yeah. Oh, brutal. Yeah. I mean, uh, just like you're a 14 year old kid just got dumped at the prom. My God. Here's a it's just uncomfortable. It's just uncomfortable how Our names unlikable he is. Our names. In, and also, what are you doing writing your names in the sand, taking a picture of it? I mean, I guess you could do that as long as you don't show it to millions of people. Just don't do that and show millions of people. That's like a private thing, intimate thing, embarrassing thing that you shouldn't to show other humans. Listen, Alex. I'll say it. I'll, I'll say it again. Alex and Jen. I'll say it again. Just if you're a father, don't leave your kid because that's what happened to A-Rod, okay? Father ditched him and now he's a jerk off. <laughs> it's a trickle down. It's a trickle down. Yeah. Lessons to Say learn. it all the time. It's a trickle down, man. Lessons to live by. Father took off, and now this guy's posting Insta stories. I, I don't know if I buy that. I mean, definitely still, definitely still stay with your kids. But I mean, how many stories of fatherless children do we do we know, do we hear about that make it and aren't douchebags? True, but do you really want to take that chance? No, 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 no. I'm not saying leave your kid hoping <laughs> the best works out. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there's a lot of people can persevere through that kind of stuff whereas a-rod uh ended up being a dork yeah there is a chance though if you do leave your kid he's going to be trying to fill a empty void on instagram one video at a time but he's very successful though he got a way he is somebody somebody should tell him that somebody should tell it's like if if i ever met him like the one thing i would tell him be like bro you're a-rod period yeah like Act like it. Yeah, we're well, we're well past that. If I ever ran into him in the elevator, I'd be like, why the fuck could you slap Bronson Oil for, you idiot? How fucking embarrassing can you be? Yeah. Fucking jerk off. Put one in the gas, Bronson Oil. Yeah. <laughs> Bounce it. Oh, my God. Fucking. Yeah. Fucking so you're, you're past telling him he's A-Rod. He's, he's hopeless. He's helpless. Well, no, I'm, not, I'm not Jesus. I'm not a miracle worker. I can't go down there and give him the touch on the head and cure all his ailments. I got to give it to him straight. Yeah. The pinstripes is embarrassment to himself, embarrassment to mankind. He's got a. He's, he's like a symbol of the new age Yankee fan, too. Oh, yeah, because they love him, man. They do love him. Beloved. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how many people love A Rod that are Yankee fans and are like, did you watch the years he was there? Do you see what a fucking drag he was in that team? Well, let's say if you, Oh, Rangers just went up six, four little Apple field home run by some dude Garcia. I have um, it on. I have it on. It's still four, four right now. Oh, wow. You're way behind. Well, Oppo. No, I'm, re- um, I'm ready. If you're a Yankee fan who let's say you're 10 years old, in 2004, do you view A-Rod differently? Probably. I mean, think about everybody. Like, I view Denny Tartable differently because I, I watched him when I was 10 years old. 
Like Dan Tarl yeah, was exactly. Dan Tarl was a god <laughs> to me. Yeah, oh yeah, I love Dan Tarl. Of course, he fourth for the Yankees. That's all you needed to do. So yeah, but I so know if you're yeah. twenty-seven year old Yankee fan, is that the cutoff? Maybe. I'm not saying it's acceptable to like A Rod. I will fight anybody off who's ten years younger than me about A Rod, but I think but I mean, there is a little bit of a. There is a little bit of a like if you're an over thirty. If you like, if you live through the dynasty teams and you love A Rod, there's something wrong. Yeah, that's fair. As much as I love 09, it's just he's just a very hard guy. He was like he. This show always comes back to A Rod, but like he <laughs> symbolized everything that was wrong with the Yankees after 04. He's like the symbol. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Even with that postseason run. I think that's I think that's the problem. So do we call like the Yankees lack of success since Eric I mean one championship uh in twenty one years is not Yankee esque, right? It's not what the right. Yankees strive for. So you could call it they're they're graded a little differently than everybody else in the world. Can we call it the Yankees lack of success? Is it the curse of Arod or is it the curse of Aaron Boone? I guess they go hand in hand. Because Boone got hurt playing basketball. Then we had to trade for A-Rod. And now, on the, on the cusp of taking a young team uh, to the promised land, Joe Girardi is fired. And we bring Boone in, and we've taken steps backwards every year since. The only thing is they have the one. They have the one title, though. Thank God. I mean, without that title. The, the one title. One. The Without one. that title, I know it's one, but it still it still counts. The Cubs have one. The Cubs one counts for a lot more. The Cubs have one. one title. The White Sox have one. Yeah, it's not acceptable. The Dodgers have one. A lot of teams have one. That's what I'm saying that's the Yankees are based on different on uh, different uh level. They're oh great, yeah, completely completely different standards, yeah. Well, I was gonna save it for post show, but now we got now you got me going. We could go, we can go post show. All right, we'll do we'll do Yankee talk post show as as we've been doing. So let's wrap it up here, and then you stay tuned for uh, stay tuned for the Yankee chatter Some after uh, after the uh, after the music plays. So thanks as yeah. always for listening to Sunday Poor. We'll be back here next week. We appreciate you joining us, spending the time with us, listening. Uh, until next week, have a great fucking weekend. Talk to you soon, yeah? Yeah, talk to you uh, next week, and have a good weekend, everybody. So, should we preface this by saying that we understand – it's a week into the season. We understand that there's not time to panic, not time to lose our composure. <laughs> but that we see there's things that we see that are troubling, that are troublesome, that seem problematic for a team that we were not really sure about coming into the season. Is that fair enough to say? Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's everything's fair that you just said. First, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Aside, before I start getting nuts, <laughs> they changed. They changed the ball this year, right? 
they That's what they the, say, yeah. They took the juice ball out. They did it in the playoffs last year, and Stanton continued, then went on, like, hit seven home runs. But yeah, they took the juice ball out. Do you think that has any impact on big boppers and their mentality? They think, like, they hit a couple balls and they come up warning track power. They think that that kind of gets in their head a little bit. I don't know. Like, Bichette make, hit two yesterday. You know, Acuna's judge, hitting the judge, ball. Judge hit two. Yeah, I'm not making excuses. I'm just wondering, like, psychologically if, there, if there's any. I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm going to say no. Okay. I think once the – I think we see sometimes early in the season, um, especially with, like, these Northeast teams, teams that play in colder climates, and obviously they were just playing in Florida. So, that kind of puts a hole in my theory. But you kind of see as the weather warms up, the ball starts flying out. I would, I would still expect them to start uh, to hit eventually. They have to hit. I, I mean, that's right. They can't be. They're not this bad. We know that not this bad. Right. The dish. But we've seen the double plays. We've seen the bad base running. Base running's bad. We've seen. Uh, and yeah, it's not just the Sanchez thing. Right? Gardner even had a bad running. I think last week it bad Gardner and Tampa. Pass. Yeah. Um. And I just I, – I, I think you're, you're, we're seeing everything that we were questioning, everything we were concerned about. Like, and I wonder if the, like, the malaise of the managing – like, in, every game doesn't matter to this management team. Mm-hmm. Like, are we seeing, like, this kind of play out? Like, if it doesn't matter – if the, every game doesn't matter and, and you're playing – you're not playing every game, like, 100% to win – does that take? Does that kind of? If you start losing the games in between the games that you're not trying as hard, or not putting your A team out there, this guy has some effect, right? Because you're 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 losing the games you're trying to win, and you're losing the games that you're that you're kind of pulling the you're taking the foot off the gas a little bit. Like, I don't. I feel like the mentality is just it's a loser's mentality, and at some point it's going to breed losing. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Like I don't know. You know, we see it with the Yankees, obviously, because we're following them on a day to day basis, and we see all the the days off that these guys get, and the way that they're babied. Is it that prevalent with other teams? Or I mean, it it has to be, right? It's not just the Yankees who are babying these guys. I don't think it's as prevalent, man. I really don't, because I mean, if you have a player. I mean, you have, you have Frazier who gets jerked in and out of the lineup, just that whatever Boone's mood is that day. Um, mm-hmm. Like, that, I, that's – just let the fucking kid play. Let's see this guy. He's 25-year-old fucking kid. Let him fucking play. You know, you have Gardner batting third some days. Like, what team has their 40-year-old fourth outfielder batting 3-4 in the fucking lineup? Like, like he's not Albert Pujols. Like, yeah, Pujols, Gardner like, third is puzzling. Like Pujols bats fifth on a team, right, or sixth? Like he's yeah. Not top, and that guy's guy's as many home runs as fucking William Mays. Yeah, Hall of Famer. So I, I just don't understand. I don't. I don't think it's as prevalent with other teams. I don't think they they do it to the level the Yankees do it. The uh, days off thing is, yeah. I don't. I, that's. I don't even know where to start with that because it's not going to change. I mean, they want to they want to give these guys days off. They want to keep them healthy. You know, injuries yep. have obviously been a big thing the past few years. But I'll just say this, you know, and it wasn't that long ago. In 2012, 
Jeter played 159 games. He was 38. Okay. Yeah, it could be done. 159 games, and he had a hairline fracture in his fucking ankle for God knows how long at the end of that season. Probably got in September sometime. Mm -hmm. All right. So, like, the fact that a guy that age who had – and Jeter had a lot of miles on him, man, all those postseason runs. Yep. The fact that that guy was able to play all those games yep. and Aaron Judge is, tw- however, 28 and he needs a day off a week and Giancarlo Stanton looks like you – know, Stanton looks like Frankenstein running the bases and, you know, all these other guys uh, – you know, now Glaber's got something with his finger. And, you know, it's just – you see, the, why LeMahieu had the day off yesterday? Like, well, and he, has, he hasn't been great with the bat early on. Uh, but win like, the fucking the series, guy. man. He's the best player in the team, man. You play to win the fucking series, for Christ's yeah. sake. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. I, I don't understand all the rest. That's, oh. one, that's one thing I don't get. I mean, baseball is a game of rhythm. And, you know, if you're constantly – you know, taking days off, you know, a day off here, a day off there. It's hard to get into a rhythm. Man. You know, I've never played at that level, obviously, but I would have to imagine that, like, whenever you hear any of the old school guys talking, like O'Neal, you know, you're talking on the broadcast, like, they just – they play it every day. Like, yeah. you just, it's a rhythm game. And, yeah, I don't know if that plays <laughs> into imagine, what's going can you, on. Can you imagine Paul O'Neal taking a fucking maintenance day? <laughs> Yeah, no. Of Maybe course they give me give me the fucking field. I want I'm batting third. I'm gonna fucking go deep once, and uh, you know I'm gonna line one to the gap for a double, and that's gonna call it a day. I'll rest after the fucking game. Fucking kidding me? Yeah, I mean the Yankee lineup used to be almost identical every every night. At least like the top, you know, four or five: Knobloch, Jeter, O'Neill, Bernie, Tino. Like it was basically a staple every night, and then maybe maybe once a week. It'd yeah. be a little different. A guy would have a day off. Now yeah. it's every night. All right, who's different. off tonight? Like, you know what I mean? Who's off? Oh, Hicks. No Hicks tonight. You know, no Frazier tonight. Uh, no Glaber tonight. No DJ tonight. It, yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's, yeah. it's nuts. It's ridiculous. And the, and the being he's so married to Hicks, it is embarrassing. The fucking they are married to Hicks. But he's batting lead off. He's batting third. And – Look, I know you don't love it, man. I'm ready to put Judge at three full-time if it gets hit, Hicks down to the seventh in the lineup. I'm ready to put Judge there. I and, no, and, I, don't mind, I don't mind Judge three. No, but I know you love him, too. I, I know, right. I'm just saying. I did. I, I, did. I, I hated Judge, too, at first, but I kind of – I, Yeah. I'm all for – I don't love this either, but this might be the, what we talked about last time. Like, if it's DJ, Stanton, Judge, like I'm, that's fine with me. That's fine. Yeah, I know. I don't love Stan too, though. But yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't either. But Judge is a better hitter, and let him hope they can protect. You know, that's it. I mean, unless you want to put Stanton four because he's a natural cleanup guy, but I don't know you're putting in two. Uh, I don't think you want Glaber in two. I would. I wouldn't mind. You know, like if they're just so in love with Guardy, I wouldn't mind putting him two some days against the righty. But I mean, I would rather have him nine. Yeah, Gardner's yeah much better than I hit her. They have they have a lot of holes in their lineup, unfortunately. Which makes no sense because this is supposed to be like this big. This is a big team with uh, big names, and how's there holes in the fucking lineup? Glaber and Judge and Stanton, like what? Yeah, there's only holes if you put Hicks three, and you put Gardner yeah. four. Like it's it's there's only holes if you build it with holes. I look. I'm, I'm they're, there's, I'm they're very they're very flawed though like a lot of these guys are flawed that like the fact that we can't find a two hitter 
it's probably an issue. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I, I love I love Geo. I don't know if I'd be ready to move him up to the two-hole, though. I kind of like having Geo down in the order. You know, six, seven. I it's like having Geo there. I mean, that's kind of where he, like, belongs. He might get exposed if you move him to two. Yeah, yeah. I'd be worried about that. Yeah, he's not, he's not a guy you want to build your lineup around. He's a guy who's going to get a cl- – like, like Bro- I almost compare him to Brocious. Yeah, for like sure. Brocious was just a reliable bat. He'll get big hits. He had that one career year in 98. Mm-hmm. But you didn't want to see Brocious up in the first inning. <laughs> no. He wasn't no. a two-hitter. No. Like, he, you know, even though that team was had a great lineup, like, there was never a thought of, like, having Brocious being, like, a pivotal part of the lineup. So, yeah, I, I like where Gio's at. Um, I don't know. Maybe DJ Stanton judges the way to go. I mean, they got they can do it more than once, though. You got his. If you could ever get Glaber going, though, wouldn't Glaber uh, be a better two hitter? Yeah, but I don't know what Glaber is anymore. I, Glaber, to me, this is not who he was. This guy was supposed to be a thirty home run guy batting, oh, around three hundred. And he's sometimes yeah. he looks lost at the plate. I don't trust. Yeah, him. I, I, trust I got to give him. I don't trust him. I, I understand that, but I got to. I got to give him. Let's see where we're at, like, you know, Memorial Day. I got to let Glaber let's play that's, him. That's, yeah, that's fair. Let him play. That's, I have no problem with that. I mean, he's a kid. And last year was, was you know, a throwaway year. Um, but now is the real deal. Now he's got to play. You know, he struggled last year, and I have no, you know, I have no problem throwing that year out. But now it's a real deal. You had a full off season. You came in on time, ready to go. Let's go. Yeah. And I, the more I, want... I think, the more I think about it, I think DJ, Glaber, and Judge are your three best hitters. They need to hit, and however order you want to put them, top three. Do you, but Glaber probably. I mean, if I don't trust him, I'm sure Boone doesn't trust him, or Boone doesn't. Oh, want I know Boone does. I know Boone or... doesn't trust. But that's how many guys on the team are like that, though. Yeah, it's you don't trust San- You don't want to move yeah. Sanchez up because he's fragile mentally. Yeah. Glaber might be a head case. That's you know we'll see. Uh, you know, who else is there? Frazier they don't fully trust, which I don't blame him because this is like his first time he's really yeah. getting a chance to play. So that's three guys. That's a third of your lineup right there. Geo is, you know, a down-in-the-order guy. Mm-hmm. You're not leaving yourself a lot of options, and that's how you end up with Hicks as your three-hitter. Well, <laughs> three-hitter, that's a joke, man. <laughs> and, Stan, and, and that's how you end up with Stanton as your four-hitter. Well, Stanton's like – Yeah, I mean, Stanton should be – it's fine with him four, but there's got to be the, the right guys around him. And Hicks around him is just you're asking for double play. You're asking for, you know, walk, strike out, or something like that. It's, 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 uh, Hicks isn't going to move the needle, right? He might get on base here and there, but he's not going to, you know, he's not a guy you can trust with a stick enough to, to put himself in a scoring position for Stan. No, no. Hicks is more of – yeah, I mean, you talk about Gardner being a nine-hitter. Hicks is more of a nine-hitter. Yeah, yeah. If sure. he gets on base so much, have him get on base for the top of the order. Yeah. I, I just I, – I, the, the, the feeling I have right now is, like, I'm just concerned that instead of this being the year that they take the step back – or that they, take, that they take a step forward, it's like taking a step back and it all blows up in their face. I mean, and it's that, on the table. It's I know it's like, it's just the gut like it's a bad feeling, man. You have all you have Toronto's up and coming, Tampa's up and coming, the Red Sox all of a sudden they don't fucking lose, 
they lost today, but you know, they, and uh, you know, you can't make, you know, you got to get fat on Baltimore, but you can't get, you can't win a world series just beating up on Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, I'll see. Uh, let's see where we, where we're at, you know, Memorial day. I, I still, uh, I think they will be good enough to write uh, the ship and I would still pick them to win the division. Uh, the pitching would scare me a little bit, but I think the bullpen will be good enough. The lineup will be good enough. They'll get enough out of their starting pitching. Cashman will make a move that I think this team will win uh, 90-something games. I think the, and I think the best thing that they may have going for them is you look around, especially in the American League, it's like, who's that good? Like, I look at the other teams in this division, it's like, yeah, the Blue Jays are up and coming, and Tampa's a pain in the ass, and Boston, I guess, you know, has overachieved thus far, but none of those teams really, to me, look like a 95 to 100-win team. Tampa's better than us, man. Tampa's better than the Yeah, but, like, they're about to get swept by Texas, though. Like, Tampa's, Tampa's flawed, too. All right, he just came off a big series against the Yanks. Exactly. A little bit of a letdown spot. Now, look, instead of, like, licking our wounds, you know, because we're 5-7, and seven, it looks like Tampa's going to be 5-7. and seven. Go in there and, you know, smack the shit out of Tampa this week. That, it will go a long way. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's what you got to do. Uh, I wouldn't count on it, but I'm just saying. Like, it's just, <laughs> that, that's what you got to do. Like, hopefully Tampa loses this game. Then go smack the shit out of them, man. Remind them that they're the devil rings because, they, you know, they're flawed too. If um, Who is the starting pitcher you trust after Cole? Like, who do you think is going to figure it out? I'm uh, strangely – I'm cautiously optimistic on Montgomery. I have been this whole time. I know he wasn't great on uh, – I think it was Sunday. He gave up four runs to Tampa. I'm cautious – but the problem with him is he's more of a back-of-the-rotation kind of guy, probably like yeah. a you know, three guy at best, probably more of a four. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's is it is – it, you know, am I being too optimistic by saying uh, Devi? Huh. Optimistic I, I to actually think, call him up? I think it's only yeah. <laughs> I still think Herman could, could be okay, too. But I, Cashman's going to make a move, I think. I would He's going to have to. Yeah, I bring Devi up. I love the kid pitcher. I'm like, they, so much kid gloves on these players. No wonder they never fucking develop. Bring him up and let him fucking play. Yeah. Trying to win I think that's, this year. I think that's what they got to do. Like it's always like I understand. There's like always this dance, like trying to succeed this year and build for the future. But I mean, there's no time like the present. Fucking bring them up. Yeah, he's fucking got. You need and you need them. Look at yeah. these fucking ERAs from these fucking starters. Well, I mean, they just sent Herman down. So what's? I would assume he's got to be. Well, they sent him to the plans, no. They sent him to the alternate site because of, like, days off. They're not going to need the fifth spot for uh, oh, right. at least once a rotation because of off days. Oh, okay. All right, well. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I'm giving Kluber and Ty- – I'm not, I'm not giving up on Tyone and Kluber. They've been terrible to, to this point. But, I mean, like, they're both coming off injuries and stuff. And neither, neither of them pitched last year. So, I'm giving them time. I just uh, – you know, the early returns aren't looking too good. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't count them out. I think those guys, best case scenario, could give you five innings in October. 
Uh, obviously, they, I mean, to this point, haven't been good. So, but no, I'll give. Let's yeah, start with five innings in April first, please. Yeah, let's, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, he, the, some of these pitchers, they, they like the bats warm up in April. So do the, uh, so do the arms. But I can see them in the first inning without giving up a run for one time. It'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, Kluber doesn't look good. I, I don't know. I, I was, uh, I was all for bringing Kluber and Talon in. Kind yeah, of like a two, two for one with like getting rid of Tanaka that you kind of bring in two guys for the price of one. Yeah. Uh, I'm willing to give it a little bit of time though. I, I'm actually have more faith in talent than I do Kluber. You can't give up on those. I mean, it's, it's silly to give up on them two starts in, but I just don't know who to, I don't know who I think is going to figure it out. Yet. But yeah, probably I would probably say Tyon too because younger and he's got better stuff right now. Yeah. Yeah. Just to put it all together. Um, let's see. Worst case scenario. Worst case for the season. No, not worst case scenario. But let's say you know, um, we're. Is there? Without, I can't like think of a way to broach this. But who on the roster now could you see being put into a trade later in the season? This season. Yeah, like I. There's one guy who I can see being put into any to a trade to bring in um talent this year. Well, I would say definitely Frazier. Okay. All right. You need like a bigger name than that? No, I, he's everyday type player, so that's fine. You think Frazier would be the first guy on like the I just don't think Cashman really loves Frazier. I think he would he would he's he would look for any excuse to deal he Frazier. He could have gotten so much back for him like two years ago though. And now he's just not doing anything. Now he's just, you know, now, now, we we've seen him in the games, but we haven't seen him enough to know what he can do. And yeah, he's a couple of years older. Yeah, but I mean, we don't know. We don't know anything about it. We don't know anything more about him now. We know we we probably know too much about him now, where you don't love him because he hasn't produced. Um, right, you could have convinced teams he was a superstar a couple of years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now you're not going to get anything for him. So I think he could have got more a couple of years ago than he would now. I think it's Sanchez. It's, it just, I just have a – his, like, body language is so – like, it's always been like that, but his body language is so, like, defeated sometimes. And, like, do you see the other day when he was, like – they were losing, it was late, and they had that kid uh, – who's a fucking pitcher? Almora Al or something? Abreu? Abreu, yeah. And they, they messed up the signs – and like he just had his look on his face, like why am I even here? <laughs> what am I doing <laughs> myself? And I and I and like the base running shit, like that kind of that kind of stuff. Like I feel like if they could get something back for him, and it's later in the season, he's not really, you know, if he's just like a piece of the team that's, you know, replaceable, and you could have. Uh, I mean, they they have a backup catcher in the minors, right? And they have, I think they like the guy Shioka, who's actually a lot better than. He seems to be better than we're giving him credit. Yeah, I mean, we've never seen him play full-time. But, I mean, Cole loves him, obviously, from his yeah. college days. Yeah, um, and, but he's a guy you could put in the bottom third of the lineup and be comfortable with him there because, yeah. like Gio, he could get a clutch hit now and then. He's got a little pop. will surprise you. And I'm not looking for him to hit, you know, 350, 40 home runs or anything. But, uh, you know, just a little more trust behind the dish, a little more trust, you know, even – just in a big at bat, you know. 
Um, so you think so? So uh, on what? I just the scenario where Sanchez gets traded. What's the team look like? Like in the standings? Why are they out of it? Are they in it? Are they you know ten games in front in first place? Like. Wh- I think it's got. I think it's got more to do with him and his play on the field than it has to do with. Like, I don't think the Yankees are like way out of it at that point. It could. It could be you know tight race. It could be um, they're five or six back of the Rays or something, and he's kind of become a drag, um, mm-hmm. and they're just ready to cut ties with him. I think. I just think. I just feel like his time is close to being up, and it just, and it, it has has a lot to do with you know seeing that him get picked off at first, like boneheaded play, uh, run, you, run your team right out of a rally and out of a game. And just his body language looks like shit. And I just the, – the team itself just doesn't seem uh, – doesn't seem like all there. It doesn't seem – It like, doesn't, but when you're not hitting and you're not winning, you always look – I still want to see some – You always look fire. flat. I still want to see some fire, though. You, still, you can still – you still go 0 for 12 and have a little fucking fire in your belly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. They got I mean this is going to be a big uh it's going to be a big stretch coming up. The only guy uh, I see fire from is Cole. That guy. Cole, like, yeah. Cole definitely game, has it in him. He's in this every game, not just games he pitches. Every game he's there from like first pitch to the last out. It's like it's he's the guy in the dugout, man. Mm-hmm. It's pretty No, cool. he's already taken on like a leader leadership role on the team, definitely. It's pretty cool to see a pitcher be like that. I mean, we've had yeah. like CC and uh, um, Pettit was a little Pettit, bit, yeah, you know. Pettit and Clemens, yeah, and those guys are all kind of leaders in their own way. Uh, this, this is he is like the guy on this team, which is strange. We have judges been there for years, and the people see him as like a captain possibility. Mm-hmm. Which I think I think he's going captainless for a little while with this with this crew. To be honest with you, um. I mean, unless they were to win a championship and Judge was like the World Series MVP, that, that would, you know, that would, it would have to be something like that for him yeah. to get named captain, and he'd be yeah. the guy, obviously. Yeah, and he's and he and he's off to a good start, man. He's not doing anything poorly or or badly. It's just uh, the whole team is not really gelling right now. They just got to get going. That's I mean, they just got to get going. Just got to get out there and keep playing. Just keep playing. That's all you can do. That's it. That's all you can do. So you're, we're one to ten, ten being absolute uh, code red, one being you know I'm cool. Where are you like concern wise? Um, and when you say concern wise, like just for the season, for the team, for the season, like like not make the playoffs because like I don't feel like they're a championship team, but I didn't feel like they were coming into the season. Like I had the same reservations twelve games in that I did before the season started. So. In terms of like con- nor- like concern, where we're gonna win like seventy five games, I'd say I'm probably like at like a like a five. Wow, that's pretty high for seventy five, like under five hundred. That's pretty high. Well, no, I should no, I shouldn't say that. I meant like <laughs> concern wise, where I think like they're not they're not gonna make the playoffs. That, that that's right. concern. I still think they're gonna make the playoffs, but I'm still I was a five coming into the season though, so I'm still at a five. Same level of concern. I feel like they. I still have the same uh, concerns I did back in March. I still have the same concerns I had, you know, a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. Does it uh, bring? Does it bring any comfort, or does it 
make you feel worse or what, what does it make you feel like the fact that they're playing worse than their record actually is like they're five and seven yeah, yeah. very easily have like two wins. So I'm not sure if that's a positive type thing or you feel okay, at least they're finding a way to get the W's or is it like, it's only a matter of time for those, those yeah. dumb L's. I mean, you, you are what your record says you are. They're five and seven. That's what they are. Uh, I don't know. I just I – w- I wouldn't say I'm, like, optimistic with this team, but gun to my head right now, I say we're winning the division. I say we're winning the division. I think enough of the other teams in the division are flawed that the Yankees get to 95, they win the division. One more I'm, sti- I'm sticking with that. One more question for you. Yeah. If Aaron Boone got fired tomorrow, yes, how quickly would he get hired someplace else, or would this be his last managing job, managerial job of his career? I don't know if it would be his last managerial job of his career, but I don't, I don't know if teams would be knocking down his door. He sucks. Let's plain simple. I don't care. I don't care if you want hundred games regular season every year. He's a <laughs> shitty manager, and I can't stand him. He should probably get the Reg job. He's got ties, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I yeah. Think, I don't I know. It's uh, I think he's a terrible manager. He's a te- he's a he's a terrible talent uh, evaluator. It's a terrible talent corraler. I think he's ter- I think he's just an atrocious coach. Well, you know what's it take to get fired these days, though. That's the problem. Oh, no, but here's they're very content just winning 100 games and losing in the first round of the playoffs. They have no problem with that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they're very – the, the goals have changed. The goalposts have shifted. They moved the goalposts. Yeah. There's a whole article on The Ringer about Billy Bean and Brian Cashman and their friendship. Yeah. And all, it's, all I got away from it was that they're both just way too comfortable in their positions. Yeah. There's nobody to challenge them and say, we haven't won a fucking championship, Billy, ever. Or <laughs> yeah. Brian, or Brian, you have this gigantic payroll and haven't won, a, you have, you know, second, third highest payroll in the league. And you haven't won a championship since 09. And frankly, outside of 09, like, do you credit any of the earlier ones to Cashman? Although like, he has never had a guy like Bernie. He's never had a guy like Posada or Jeter or Moe under his yeah. He's never, he, like, I think the brochure trade they gave to him because that was like that was that was a Billy Bean thing, and he yeah. was like an interim GM or whatever. He was like working, so like Bob Watson gave him like the younger GMs to talk to in the league when he was his assistant. Right. So that one, I guess it was Watson. But I guess they credited uh, Cashman with it, basically. So brochures yeah. was him, but. Yeah, Cashman does – it feels like Cashman does just enough to keep his job because he makes some awful moves. I mean, we, I, I could go all day with the pitching. I mean, he, oh, the yeah. guy just can't put together a staff. Two decades of uh, underachieving starting pitchers. It's crazy. And, and, uh, and the pitchers who you expected to be terrible that were terrible. So There's too many of those. Like, there's some guys that you just feel like they melt in New York, but mm-hmm. there's too many guys that, you know – Cashman trades for signs, and you're like, yeah, no shit, this guy sucks. Like, nobody expects this guy to be good. But he does just enough to keep his job. Like, moves like LeMay have really worked out. And, I mean, the guy's the best player on the team. 
know, Gio Urshela, you know, the yeah. DD trade, even though he's not here anymore. Yeah. They got, they gave up Shane Green for that, for him. Um, so he does just enough to keep his job, but then it's, I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's not like, it's not like he's a terrible GM. It's just, he's got to, he's leaving a little bit to be desired these past few years. Like you got to step it up. Like the Stan thing, moves like that are what really, you know, question, does this guy know what he's doing or is he just playing fancy baseball? Yeah. But then he makes great moves. Like, like I said, like Joe, your shell, that's not a fancy baseball move. So it's, you know, I don't know what to, I don't know what to make of the guy sometimes. Sometimes I just feel like he's an enigma. I, I would say that, uh, putting together a Yankee team that's consists of seven or eight righty hitters is a crime. I mean, it makes, it's from time immemorial. It's been built on big lefty bats. I don't understand. Is it, I don't, under, yeah, I don't understand it either. Is, is the, is the concept around that like guys go the other way now? Like, I don't know exactly. Well, look, well, look, look, Judge is great when he goes the other way. And Stanton, I mean, when Stanton is going the other way consistently, he's like, he's, almost, he's not as good as A-Rod was going the other way. I feel like they, it's like every guy, though. That's like, true. When they're, go, when they're taking the ball the other way. Like, yeah. O'Neal used to go the other way. Yeah. A-Rod was, yeah. A-Rod was unstoppable when he went the other way. When he would right. you know, wave the pitches and go oppo, he was unstoppable. Right, yep. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess it could be. I guess, you know. They have a lot of no. It doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense why they're so. Right but I mean, I have no idea. But but the fact the fact of the matter is that you're throwing the only lefties that you have in the three hole just to break up the order, but just because you feel like you can't stack these righties, you're like oh, we'll throw Gardner up there. He's the only lefty in the in the lineup today. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've wanted to. I'd want. I've wanted to bring in a couple lefty bats, but it hasn't happened. And also, Rugio Odor. Well, that's 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 the kind of guy that he gets. A guy can that can bash the ball with the right field fence a couple times. Yeah. So. And Jay Bruce, but I think Jay Bruce DFA day is coming. The Jay soon. Bruce experience might be over. Yeah. Until somebody gets and I, it's not Jay Bruce's fault either because he was he was supposed to be like a fourth outfielder. Yeah. He kind of got thrown into the fire as the first baseman, and he's not a first baseman, and he's probably not an everyday player right now. So he's kind of been exposed, and it's not all his fault, but, yeah, it's been rough. It's been rough. I'm not sure when Voight is due back, but I mean, Voight's a fucking butcher at first, so it's not like you're missing that much at first base. <laughs> you're not. I mean, come on. Yeah, he is uh... – yeah, we the... – they're asking too much of Jay Bruce. Yeah, we weren't expecting Jay Bruce to be playing every day. Come on. Uh, when they brought Jay Bruce in, I thought it was I thought it was between him and Gardner. Like I thought for the fourth outfielder job. And he had a good spring too. But Bruce never, did? Never means anything. But yeah, he did. Nah, he, it doesn't. But I mean they, they gotta evaluate on something. So you have no idea what I mean, I, I couldn't tell you what the managers see that I don't see on TV. but I know it's something. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's going to be let go tomorrow, but could be coming. Yeah. Well, very You're going to see a lot more LeMahieu at first. That's my prediction, which is what I wanted in the first place. But Yeah, LeMahieu and Odor 
Glaber and Urshela in, in the infield. That works for me. I think that's what you're going to see. That works for me, man. Just do it. Yep. And kind of do it like a couple times in a row in the same week. Like I, I, think, like, <laughs> I, like I think you're going to see it. Good. Now, DJ, DJ at first, DJ at third, DJ at second, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Gets kind of old, man. Just fucking stick to one thing and let's go. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. It's ugly right now. But hang in there. Oh, yeah. No, I will. I just don't. It's just the concern. Just what I was concerned about seems like it's coming to fruition and you don't want it. It's tough. Yeah. You didn't want it. You didn't want to see it 12 12 games in. You wanted to believe believe for a little bit before they hit their first rough patch. Yeah, I know. So. All the more reason to get up when uh, they win 10 of 11 the next two weeks. So let's Right, go. right. All right. I'll get this out. Send it up. I'll talk All to right. you. All right. See you. All right.